What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. I am back doing it again, and I'm here with my brand new mic. <laughs> I got a new mic yesterday. Pretty happy about it. I'm just pointing it out because I'm happy about it. It's it's a good mic. It sounds good. I think hopefully it sounds good to everybody else. And yeah, um, use some Christmas money to that was given to me for Christmas to purchase it. So. Thank you for that. <laughs> My pops mostly. But uh yeah, I'm pretty happy with it and you know, hopefully it just gives me more quality to my uh my podcast and makes everything sound better, crisper, cleaner. And you know, new stuff's always exciting. And I'm also I also got a nice new desk for Christmas as well, thanks to my wife and kids, so pretty happy about that too i got some extra space here so you know i had to get some other nice new things to go along with it but you know it's the last podcast of the year um we're about to head into 2023 so last one of the year uh figure you know get the year started right with some new stuff and some new possibilities because you know i'm thinking i've talked to a couple people here and there i'm thinking maybe i can get somebody in here to do an in-person podcast, maybe, uh, maybe a couple of different people. We'll see how things go, but I'm hoping for sure that I can. Uh, hoping that I'm live because I didn't get my. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I didn't get my notifications. So I was a little bit worried there for a second because it is a little bit nerve-wracking when you change everything. So when you start moving things around, unplugging things and changing stuff. That's when I tend to have the most technical difficulties. And we've seen that in the past. So anyway, I think I've got things down a little better now. So hopefully this new year brings bigger, better things, um, more subscribers, more viewers. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that good stuff. The normal YouTube things. Tell a friend, anybody you know that likes MMA. Come to check out my podcast, you know, I'd appreciate that. Let's get the word going. Word of mouth is good. Um, I got all my social media going. Send them to that. Tell them to check it out. Um, YouTube, you can always go back and check out all my other episodes. So, yeah, let's start this new year off right. I'm motivated. So, uh, I, I got a few ideas and hopefully, you know, hopefully things will pick up i guess (laughs) so yeah and you know the other podcasts i'm on as well we're we got ideas there too you know things are looking up getting a little better here and there more people interacting and you know just watching the stream so let's keep that going so check out the rumble podcast and all the other podcasts i'll list everything later as i normally do sure by now you're sick of hearing about it but you know got to get the plugs in and we got to promote because I am on those podcasts as well, and I take pride in everything I do. So those those are things I do, and that's, you know, I'm going to get the word out there, and you can hear me act a fool, and uh, all the other guys too, just talking shit. So check it all out. Don't forget to like and subscribe on everything, and, uh, you know, comment. We like, to, we like to interact with people in the chat, so if you want to be in the chat, check it out. We always got it up and running while we're live, as I do right now. So if you got any questions or something to add in, 
feel free. If you want to talk shit, good luck. <laughs> not a challenge. I'm just saying I'm not about trying to talk shit on YouTube. So let's not go there. Let's just have a good time. So if you got something you want to add in or something you want to talk to me about or, you know, ask me or comment on, cool. Hit it up. So uh, let's see. What was the other thing I wanted to go over? Something else about this. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I lost my train of thought there because I started talking about people talking shit. You know, it happens. Sometimes people talk shit. It is what it is. I haven't had it happen yet, thank God. But if it happens, well, you know. We'll deal with it as it comes. Looks a little smoky in the background. I guess I'm hitting my vape too much. Getting all nervous before I start. <laughs> uh, yeah, so last week, last few days of the year, and of course, like I said before, not a lot going on. Uh, we have a one event this week on New Year's Eve, actually. It is Ryzen versus Bellator. So it's a cross-promotional cross-organizational type of event. So that should be interesting. I figure I'd give that a little preview. Of course, I'll recap it next week after the fact. So, and just uh, going along with the other stuff I did for uh, last week, I did the best KOs of 2022. So this week, we're going to go over the best submissions of 2022. Now, obviously... Some people don't feel like it's as exciting or, you know, as interesting when it comes to submissions. But if you appreciate every aspect of MMA, you'll appreciate the best submissions. Because no matter what, it's interesting to watch somebody get their limbs manipulated in ways they shouldn't be. <laughs> or have see, you know, see people get put to sleep. Um, fun to do it. It's fun to see it. It's not so fun to have it done to you. So. Sit back and watch it and hope that it never happens to you unless you are a fighter. And then you still hope it doesn't happen to you, but it's more likely if you're training and fighting on a normal basis. So, but yeah, uh, you know, there's some sad stuff that happened this week. I'm going to, you know, go over that as well. Stefan Bonner unfortunately passed away. And that's what I'm going to kick things off with here. Um, there was a couple other things. I'm trying to think of any of the current events that might have happened. I had something else in my head, and of course, I'm not remembering right now. That's a damn shame, but it is what it is. Um, I am hoping that... Yeah, I'm hoping that I can get some people in here as as guests, you know, in in studio. I'm going to say in studio. Obviously, this is just a spare room in my house, but it has become my podcast studio, I guess, if you want to call it that. I call it my podcast room because that's what it is. It's a room that I podcast in. I'm starting to put things together. I'm going to post some pictures soon now that I have the setup and my new mic, new mic arm, all that good stuff. Uh, and and just to show off that I got a little bit of space here, I can I can sit somebody next to me. I can rearrange some stuff. I want to get another camera. 
um, you know, I could just move this camera over a little, get a different bit of a different angle and view. And then, you know, hopefully I can get two mics set up. I have my other mic I was using previously before I got this one, which is a good mic as well, the Elgato. Um, but if I can get all that stuff set up, hopefully I can get somebody in here and do an in-person guess. That would be pretty cool. I know Patrick has talked about coming down sometime in the near future. So if I can get that all set up and ready um, by the time he gets here and, you know, comes for a visit and stuff, we can do that as well. So that'd be cool. It's been a while since I've had Patrick on. Uh, didn't come through last time we had talked about it. So Patrick, if you're listening, you know, maybe sometime soon when the events get going again, uh, you'll, you know, come back on and grace the audience with your presence again, because it's always fun to have you on. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure everything's going good here, which it is. Nice. All right. So let's kick this thing off with the unfortunate, sad news of Stefan Bonner passing away. But, you know, things like this happen. And, well, I wanted to make sure I went over it a little bit. Let's get into it. So, yeah, uh, if you didn't know Stefan Bonner, he basically a pioneer of the sport um when it comes to modern day uh for the simple fact that he started in the very first ultimate fighter he was one of the finalists in the in in the very first ultimate fighter series so that is the reality show that the UFC does um they're still doing it i mean it's very sporadically it has they haven't had one in a bit uh, so, I mean, I heard some rumblings of them maybe just quitting it altogether because now there's the Dana White Contender Series and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, we still get one here and there. And I still watch it. I I, I stopped watching in the middle of the last season, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> uh sorry, I got a text message. I was just like, what? Um, anyway, yeah, so I stopped watching in the middle. Uh, I kind of just got busy. They kind of need to change up the model a little bit, I think. I think it's a little bit, it used to be much more interesting. And I don't know if it's because they've done so many or because they've calmed down a lot of the drama in the house, but it's just not as interesting anymore. I just like watching the fights, so I usually go back and watch the fights that happened throughout the show and all the lead up and, and that stuff. I just kind of skip over it. it sad to say, cause I used to be, I used to be that person that would watch every second of it and never miss it. And sometimes rewatch it because that's just what I would do. Getting back on track though, Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin were the first two, you know, there was other fights cause they had multiple, um, multiple weight classes during the seasons. That's what they usually do. And they did that as well uh, during the first season. But yeah, th their fight was fantastic. It was the best fight that could have happened. To be the last fight on the card, to be the main event, it, 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 was, it did the UFC well. And the UFC was kind of on its last leg a bit. You know, they were losing money. Uh, they were losing interest. You know, people were 
losing interest in the in the organization and and the content that was being put out there. So they made up this reality show and put a bunch of dudes in in a house to live together, added in some alcohol, a little bit of drama, and a lot of fighting. And you know they had a winning uh, concoction there. So and it all came to a head when. Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin fought each other, and it was just a crazy fight. Just a, you know, the technique went out the window, and the hands and 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 legs were flying. That's that's how it went. It was exciting. It was crazy. People were calling each other after the first round, saying, "You need if you're not watching this shit, you need to turn it on." It was on free. T- I mean, cable TV, but it was on Spike TV, I think, at that time. I don't remember specifically, but I think it was. So. There was people in the middle of it calling each other, telling each other. I guess the UFC was like watching the numbers, and they're just rising at every with every round. And I mean, it was only three rounds, but you know, by the minute they're seeing those numbers just kill. And it's because of the type of fight that was happening. They couldn't pick two better people to have fight in that main event. And Stefan Bonner was one of those. Always a character. Always a crazy, <laughs> crazy guy. I mean, look at this picture. I, that says it all right there. He would fight, and and he's one of those guys that gets bloody, um, always takes punches, always takes damage, but still fought well and still had a a good career. You know, it didn't end well. Uh, that's just how some of these guys go out. I think him losing the Ultimate Fighter kind of put a weird stigma on him, and he was always kind of like, I feel like I should have won, even though he's. Very happy for Forrest, and he was very gracious in, in defeat when it came down to it. But I just think that it took a toll on him mentally. And he just, I think he already had some issues and some problems, and and that just added to it. So watching Forrest get the fame and, and continue successfully in his career to become an actual UFC champion and everything like that, I don't think Stefan knew what to do with himself after he lost that Ultimate Fighter. Uh, you know the he he lost the championship basically. So, um, yeah, it sucked. But he you know he was still a good fighter. He had a bunch of good fights. He was a contender for a while, and you know he did his thing, and he had a a good career, and everybody remembered him for how important it was. Uh, for him to have been in that fight and what he did for the sport. Him and him and Forrest hand-in-hand hand together in that fight did more for this sport than, you know, a, a lot of people give him credit for. And I don't think that this sport would be in the position it's in right now, or at least as far along as it's gotten if it wasn't for the way that that night went down. So if you're not up with that history, Go check it out. It's worth a watch. It holds up to this day. You know, obviously, like I said, it's not the most technical fight, but it doesn't matter. If you're into seeing two dudes kick the shit out of each other and and you on the edge of your seat wondering who's going to win, even if you know who's going to win because I just told you, you'll still be on the edge of your seat wondering how the fuck did it wind up that way because it was crazy. It was a crazy fight. I've watched it multiple times, you know. And and it just sucks to see that it's a you know Forrest is thriving right now. He he's in good health from what it seems. He is a full time employee with the UFC. He's all in. He is 
nonstop at the PI. Whenever he's on podcasts, he talks about all his interactions with fighters. So, you know, Forrest took one way. And unfortunately, Stefan took the other. And it wasn't a good route. And, you know, I'm hearing, hearing a lot of things. People talking shit. Especially that motherfucking asshole, Sean Strickland. Which I hate that dude. I fucking hate him. And I hate him for this. And I, I, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I am, I don't know how to say this. I guess I, I'm a, I don't even know how to say this. Basically, I am a big enough person to say that I can understand what he's saying when it comes down to it. But, but I don't like that motherfucker and he pisses me off and he always talks shit about everything. So he's basically blasting everybody, which I get, like I said, but he's blasting everybody for saying, oh, you know, now you want to talk about Stefan Bonner? He's a drug addict and addicted to opioids and and a, basically a piece of shit of a human is what he said. And now everybody wants to show him love. Where were you at when he needed your help? Which is true. You know, I get that. That's the way some people see it. That's the way some people treat it. But my thing is, is what the fuck, dude? Like, this guy is well-respected. Regardless, everybody has their fucking problems. And, and you can't fix somebody's problem sometimes. It is their problem. You can put your hand out there and hope that they grab it for some help. But if they don't want to, then they don't want to. And that's what the fuck it is. You can't force your weight. What if, I've heard plenty of stories about Stephen, people trying to help Stefan Bonner. You know, people sent him money for... You know, to help him out when his house burned down like last year. I think it was last year. I don't know what happened. I never looked that deep into it. I don't even know if any full details came out. But his house burned down last year. He was not in a good place. Yes, there was video footage of him getting kicked out of a hospital because they wouldn't give him pain meds. But apparently he was on meds and they didn't even want to give him what he was actually prescribed, much less anything for his pain. He was having a bunch of health issues. And I don't care what the fuck Sean Strickland says, I, whether, you know, the dude, if somebody I love dies, even if we don't talk, I'm still going to pay my respects. And the way that people pay their respects to somebody like Stefan Bonner is to put a post out there and remember the good times. And and what what, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking talk shit online about how, oh, he's a fucking drug addict who gives a shit. Like, that's going to be well-received? Come on. And and the dude doesn't deserve that. So, fuck Sean Strickland. I don't give a shit. He's a fucking douche. And and I'm a little pissed off at Brendan Shaw because he's saying a lot of the same shit, just not as harshly. But I understand where he's coming from as well. He's saying that people should have been there to help him and should have cared more while he was here and alive. But like I said, I heard plenty of stories. I don't know firsthand. I'm not, I don't run in those circles. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not anybody that mixes up with all these fighters personally. But what I do know is that it fucking pisses me off that people want to say, don't come run into pay tribute to him now. Well, guess what? That's what the fuck I'm doing. You know why? Because I respect the man for what he did. If Sean Strickland died tragically tomorrow, I would still pay tribute to him for what he did for the sport. He was a fighter. He and 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 I respect what he does. I respect that he is a good fighter, good enough to be up there, you know, with some of the, the higher, you know, the higher end of fighters. But I don't like the motherfucker. Plain and simple. 
but I wouldn't wish that for him to everybody trash him when he's when he just passed away. Like fuck that. And his family doesn't need to hear that either. So fucking dickheads that want to talk shit about people putting something out there saying, "Hey, this sucks. I'm sad." You know, it's a, you know, RIP any of that shit. People just paying tribute to the man because he lost his life in a tragic way. You know, to me, it felt like he's too young to to, to die. And he shouldn't and, and that shouldn't have happened. He didn't get to live his full life. Maybe it's his own fault. Whatever. But, you know, everyone has their problems. And I'm not gonna sit here and talk that kind of shit about it. I, I just want everybody to shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Especially Sean Strickland. Fuck you. Shut up. And if you like Sean Strickland, I'm sorry. I don't no offense to you, but <laughs> I don't like that dude. And he pisses me off. And nobody would even be talking about that if it wasn't for that fucker running his mouth. And I don't know why people like him. It doesn't make sense. Maybe he is a good dude, but all I've ever seen of him is trash. Trash out of his mouth, his face, everything. So fuck that guy. I don't give a shit. And I'm going to say it all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it because I just don't like him. He's stupid, and he says a lot of dumb shit. But let's not sully this anymore with with that fucking asshole, and, and let's continue on. Dana... You know, Dana put this out there saying Stefan Bonner was one of the most important fighters to ever compete in the octagon. His fight with Forrest Griffin changed the sport forever, and he will never be forgotten. The fans loved him, related to him, and he always gave them his best. He will be missed. There you go. You know, I mean, Dana's just saying what's true. I mean, that that is what that is what Stefan Bonner was. He he helped change the sport forever. It would have never been the same if it wasn't for that fight that night. And, you know, people did relate to him. People did love him. And that's why people are out there saying, R.I.P. Stephen Bonner, it sucks. We're sad. Nobody wants to see one of one of the people we've watched grow in the sport and, and everything like that and, and to pass away, just like with Rumble. Rumble was a great dude. Everybody praised that guy. Nobody was over here talking shit about his, you know, he got arrested a couple times. He got accused of a few things. Nobody drug his name through the fucking dirt. So stop doing that to Stephen Bonner. The man's gone. And it is, you know, that's what it is. So I just wanted to make sure that I spent some time on it like I did with Rumble. Like I did with Elias Theodoro. Because, you know, I, I do this podcast because I love this sport. I love watching it. I love following it. And I follow all the fighters. That's what we all do. We follow people, celebrities and people like that on social media if you're on it. And I spend my time following, listening, and paying attention to everything that happens with fighters because that's my interest. That's what I do. And I do this podcast for that reason. So I'm going to take the time. And, and I'm going to do that, especially for somebody that's as important as Stefan Bonner was to the sport. So here's the kind of a breakdown of that that fight. You know, starts off like normal. You, you know, this is, it just, it gets crazy right away. I mean, they just start throwing for the fences. Stephen Bonner starts with a kick, just punches back and forth. And like I said, technique isn't all there. Stefan kind of came out with the first round. Dana's losing his mind. Everyone's clapping. Everyone's happy. Second round. It's kind of back and forth again. Forrest gets more bloodied up. 
but he does get some shots in on Stefan Bonner, and Stefan looks tired and looks a little a little beat up after that second round. And they go into the third, doing more of the same shit. Exchanging punches, landing on each other, just exciting all the way through. And, you know, everyone's bloody, everyone's tired, but they're still throwing. Dana's still impressed <laughs> and losing his mind. And, and that's what it was, you know? There's the end. They're both tired as shit, you can tell. But there's the love, you know? They just went through something together. And Forrest got the win. You know, you could see the disappointment in Stefan, but, you know, as as you can see here, he, he gives Forrest, you know, he gives him the props and he shows him that he respects him. And that and that's that's what that night was about. So yeah, that's I mean, that's really all that's really all I gotta say, man. Like I I'll just let this play again because, you know, it, it's it was great, man. I remember watching it, and I remember being so enthralled with watching everything that happened. So for Stephen Bonner to pass away at such a young age, you know? I mean, he's not young to some people. He's not young for the sport, but he's still too young to have just died that way. Heart complications, haven't heard anything else, but that's that's what it is. So, Stephen, I appreciate you. I hope you rest in peace and all the best to his family and friends and loved ones. And, you know, hopefully people will stop being stupid and talking shit and just let you be. All right. <laughs> Enough of my rant. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Go watch some of his fights. Check this one out particularly. Uh, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So. Moving on. The only event going on this week, we got Bellator versus Ryzen. And I I threw in a couple of extra things in here because they did some pretty dope artwork for this. So, you know, they're calling it Ryzen, Ryzen 40, Ryzen versus Bellator. Um, I guess it's technically a Ryzen event, but obviously it's a cross promotion uh, with Bellator and Ryzen's like top fighters fighting each other uh happening again like i said new year's eve i thought this picture was pretty dope considering you know you kind of have like the rise inside is looks like a katana like samurai sword and on the right side you got you know kind of like that spartan type warrior effect so i don't know i thought this was pretty dope you don't really see a lot of artwork and posters coming out that look like this and uh you know it keeps going there's another good one right here so there's like the full-on samurai and spartan which you know bellator is kind of like a spartan type thing and that's why i i assume that's why they did this and then you know obviously ryzen is like a japanese type uh organization and that's where they're based out of so you know they got the, the samurai there pretty dope i like it I mean, I haven't seen anything like it in a long time. So, you know, bravo to them for putting out some really good artwork uh, and promotional stuff because you just don't see it. They don't put forth much effort anymore with a lot of that stuff. Every now and again, you get a good uh, UFC poster or something like that. But it doesn't happen as often as it used to. So, um, and here's another poster type. Uh, what I noticed about this, though, 
which I didn't realize initially until I was kind of setting this up. It's it looks like it's more of like a Bellator uh, Bellator poster. Man, I'm like messing up my words here because uh, they're only listing AJ McKee, Patricio Pitbull, Juan Archuleta, and uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, which are all Bellator fighters. But uh, yeah, oh, it's Tokyo. Yeah, whatever. What did I say? J Japan, Japanese. Yeah, eh, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, happening on Showtime uh new year's eve um says 8 p.m eastern i think that says and so small i got it over here too i'm trying to squint my eyes and that's another thing i am gonna at some point in time expand and you know probably have two nice big monitors over here instead of looking at my small laptop i need some more computing power at some point if i'm gonna be doing more stuff with this but uh let's see what was i looking at of course it doesn't say here that's all right anyway i i believe it says 8 8 p.m now whatever it's in it's at the saitama super arena though where a lot of pride events happen um it's a pretty popular uh pretty popular venue uh back in tokyo so that should be pretty fun. I mean, I like what they've done with all this. How the event's going to go, I don't know. You know, that's always a toss-up. It's kind of up in the air. Um, Bellator and Ryzen are kind of... Bellator is more... I don't want to say legit, because I don't mean that that way. Obviously, they're both legit. They both have fighters that have been in other organizations. Um, and they both have incredible fighters. But they just have a reputation like... Bellator has that reputation for having the older fighters um, that kind of leave the UFC and wind up there, or guys that just couldn't stay on top in the UFC wind up at Bellator. Um, not too many people from uh, the UFC have gone over to Ryzen, but you know, some have. Uh, and Ryzen is just one of those just international organizations and people might come from there but they don't go really go to there that much. So, uh, looking at the rest of the card here, there's not a lot of names that people will really know. Only notables uh, on the lower end of the card. Well, John Dotson, who's an ex-UFC fighter, if you remember him. Uh, heavy hands, always throwing bombs. Really small dude. A lot of people mistook him for uh, Mighty Mouse, but it's John Dotson. Uh, he's fighting against Hideo Takuro. Not sure who that is. Uh, sounds familiar, but I don't really know much about him. Uh, looks like Johnny Case is fighting. I believe he was in the UFC as well at some point in time. Actually, I can look that up right now because that's... Oh, yeah. Johnny Hollywood Case. He was definitely in the UFC. Let's see. He had one, two, three, four, five, six fights in the UFC. Um, didn't fight the biggest of names, Jake Matthews, Anthony Martin. Yeah, that's really it. But, uh, looks like he went to a couple of smaller organizations. He was in PFL for one fight. That's weird. One fight. Fought to a draw. Wow. And that was his only fight with the PFL. Then he went to Ryzen and he's been there since. Unfortunately, he's got a three and three record in Ryzen coming off of three losses. Damn. So 
Uh, yeah, it's tough. So he, so there's a, there's an example of a UFC fighter that went to Ryzen, and he's fighting Nobumitsu Osawa. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, this is kind of a crazy fight. I don't know. He's got a, little, a lot of Shuto fights. Damn, it looks like he was with them forever. So yeah, there's another fight on the card. And another notable name with uh, Johnny Case. Used to be in the UFC. You might know him if you followed. Um, let's see. I think that's it for names that we might know. Then we got to get to the top of the card. With the main. Uh... Yeah, so let's move on here. First off, we got. In the flyweight division, we got. Now, bear with me because these are going to be some. Really tough names. <laughs> Hiro, Hiromasa Oji Kuba versus Yoji Horiguchi, which I can say his name easily because he's been around for quite a bit. He's fought in multiple organizations. Um, he's got a 30, 30 and 5 record. Damn. Um, let's see, what does it say? Yeah, 30 wins and 5 losses. Cool. So that's actually, and he's been a part of Ryzen and Bellator before. So he's fought in both organizations. That's interesting. And he was with the UFC back in 2016 and 2015. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights in the UFC, spanning from 2013 to 2016. Only one loss to Demetrius Johnson. So he had a pretty good uh, streak going there in the UFC. I, I don't really know why he, like, bounced out from the UFC, but he went straight to Ryzen from there, um, had a bunch of fights there, went to Bellator, back to Ryzen, back to Bellator, so it looks like he's been jumping back and forth, um, which I, I believe I remember hearing about that, but if you've followed MMA for a while, you know the name Horiguchi, he's been around. Um, and then his opponent, I don't know much about him. I've never really heard his name even, but he's got a 25 and six record. Looks like all of his fights are Shuto and Ryzen, some belly Tudo competitions in there as well. Yeah. Um, hasn't really fought any other names that we know of. So it looks like he's just a... One of the fighters from that organization that I don't know much about. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so there's your matchup for the flyweight uh, vision on New Year's Eve. I'm just looking to see what, are, what do we got here. It looks like Oji Kuba has more decisions than anything. Horiguchi has more... KOs and submissions is how he wins the most. So hopefully Horiguchi comes out there, does something exciting, and uh, gets that dub. Let's move over to Suchul Kim versus Juan Archuleta. Archuleta is one of the big names in Bellator. He is uh, 26 and 4. And yeah, he, he fought Rufian Stotts, Sergio Pettis, Hachi Mix. Uh, damn, he's fought all kinds of people. Patricio Pitbull. He's been in Bellator for a minute. So, 
uh, since 2018. And he's only got three losses. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, he's got a pretty good record. And he he's, he's an he's a exciting fighter from what I remember. I haven't watched all of his fights, but I've watched a couple. Everyone's always boasting about how good of a fighter he is. So, I would say we're going to get some fireworks out of this one. Uh, Kim is... Looks like is mostly... Oh, it looks like he's new to Ryzen. And he's only had one fight against Oji Kubo, who we just talked about. Uh, fought him earlier this year in September. Uh, got the win. Unanimous decision. And that's his only fight in Ryzen. Looks like he came up from Road FC. I'm not sure what that is. He was in one for a few. A uh, couple years, it looks like. Yeah. So there we go. Archuleta, the bigger name. Um, I haven't watched many of the other. I haven't really seen the other dude fight. So we'll see how that goes. I am interested to find out how this goes, though. I will probably watch the replay. Obviously, it's New Year's Eve. I, As of right now, I believe I have plans. <laughs> so uh, things changed up a little bit. But I think we have plans now. So obviously, I'm not going to be home watching it. Uh, maybe I'll catch a little bit on my phone. We'll see. I do have showtime, so I might check it out, uh, depending on how the night's going. Moving on, we got Patricio Pitbull, who I just mentioned, against uh, Kleber Kioki. Oh, 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 man. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> that one's tough. But uh, let's see. So... Patricio Pitbull has a brother, Patricky Pitbull, um, which I mentioned his name a minute ago as well. So it's the Pitbull brothers. They both fight in different divisions, I think. Maybe they're in the same division. I don't remember. Either way, they're big names in Bellator. They've been around Bellator for a long time. And uh, yeah, like Patricio has been in Bellator since, holy shit, uh, 2013. And he's had a lot of fights. I can't even count him. That's how many fights he's had. But he's beat. He's beaten people like Juan Archuleta, who we just talked about. Uh, he beat Daniel Strauss. He beat Michael Chandler, which, if I remember correctly, him and Michael Chandler. Uh, what up, Tommy? Magics? What's going on? Um, Juan Archuleta. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael Chandler and uh, Pitbull had some crazy-ass fights back in the day. So. Oh, my God. Tommy's Tommy's plugging stuff in the uh, in the chat. <laughs> oh man, you can give a new day recap on the other show. Oh what? You gotta make sense, Magic. I can't understand what the hell you're saying. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Uh, yeah, so go watch Michael Chandler versus Patricio Pitbull. That was a damn good fight. And yeah, we'll see how this one turns out. So then, main event of that card. Roberto Satoshi Souza versus AJ McKee. AJ McKee is a star. He's a badass. And he's been just killing shit in, in Bellator. Uh, his father is was a fighter as well. A, uh, Antonio McKee. He fought everywhere. He's well known. He's a great uh he's a great trainer and a great coach. Um, let's see. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of these guys have fought each other. AJ McKee fought Patricio Pitbull. 
2021 and got that win. He's fought Darian Caldwell, Georgia Card Canyon, Pat Curran, Daniel Crawford, everybody, man. He's been in Bellator for a bit since. Shit, man. 2015, it looks like. So, yeah, he's a big name and a staple of Bellator. So, New Year's Day, we have a show. Give your brief recap there. Kind of like a. Oh, my God. <laughs> These guys in this shit. <laughs> oh man if you watch our show from last night and you see the chat you know you know what's happening <laughs> someone spiked this liquid death definitely tommy i think they did because he's not making any damn sense maybe he got that flavor <laughs> i know okay i get it magic it <laughs> Now he's writing the date for me like I don't know what New Year's Day is. <laughs> Say it. No, I don't want to. Um, yeah, that about wraps it up. Oh, Souza, I you know what? I wanted to check his shit out because I'm not sure who this dude is. But he's Brazilian, looks like. He's been in Ryzen. Damn, he's been in Ryzen since 2019. He's only got one loss against Johnny Case, which it looks like that's who he fought last and got the win. So he got revenge. And before that, it looks like it was kind of up and coming, maybe regional fights and shit. So, yeah, I mean, this dude looks legit, but I don't know if he's got anything for AJ McKee because AJ McKee's a fucking badass. So, that about wraps it up for that one. Check it out, New Year's Eve. Um, Ryzen 40, Bellator versus Ryzen on Showtime. I don't know the damn time. They don't make it very easy. So just look the shit up. <laughs> He's still on this shit. You're not gonna you're not gonna let it go until I say it, are you? <laughs> oh man. Alright, moving on. Now we're gonna get into best submissions of 2022. We're gonna start off with Demopolis versus Juarez Go Gomez Juarez. I don't know why I was saying that backwards. But as you can see, Demopolis. <laughs> These guys are fucking cracking me up. Uh, she got that nice arm bar win. Uh, Juarez tried to fight that off, but unfortunately she let her body turn over and fall the opposite direction and she could not get out of that. So that was a nasty arm bar. Look at that. If she would have kept throwing her leg over and maybe got like a hook around the body, she might have been able to get out of that. But I was actually watching this in real time and it was a pretty quick submission. So, yeah, there's that. That was a good one. I like that one. Um, I remember Demopolis was actually extremely happy. Sees that she is, you guys will like this one in the chat. She is an ex stripper um, and she wrote a book called The Stripper Bible. So I'm talking about the chick in the black shorts right now, Demopolis. And her first fight that she won um, in her interview with Joe Rogan, she actually jumped into his arms. It's pretty funny. So then in, in this fight, Michael Bisbing was doing the post-fight uh, interview, and she jumped into his arms as well. So pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to turn this down. I feel like this background music is just banging in my ears. So, anyway, yeah, it's a damn good submission. Moving on, another women's fight. Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade. Now, this one was pretty...
crazy because it's like a standing head and arm choke. Uh, it's not seen very often, so I had to put it in here. Uh, Jessica Andrade is a fucking beast. She's strong as shit. And Amanda Lemos is a is a badass fighter. Uh, she's a badass striker. I was that's what I was trying to say. Um, and she, yeah, I thought this was gonna be a way better fight, but Jessica Jessica Andrade just got her in this choke, man, and it was pretty sick in the first round, even. So uh, Andrade, though, I mean, as he's an ex, uh, he's an ex champ, and she's always up at the top as a contender so i'm not surprised to see something like this but it was a damn good submission and a not so you know you don't see this kind of submission very often so i had to give her her props obviously i don't do these in any particular order either so we get a little more with this one a couple you know punches spinning back fist knees uh we got silva de Andrade versus this dude's name morozov Yeah, he gets that bare naked choke after that big battle, and then he puts his ass to sleep. Just like that. Limp. Done. So, yeah, I had to throw this one in there because that was a pretty nasty choke. You could see, you could basically see his consciousness leave his body. So, uh, maybe he was dreaming of pretty Philippine women looking nice man. Maybe? I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about except for Tommy and Magics, but that's all right. And anybody else that might watch our podcast. But there you go. Put that shit on the line. I said it. Moving on. We got Clay Guida versus Wellis. I can never say his fucking name. But look how quick and nasty that knee bar is. So... Looks like Guida's on top, dominating, throwing down some elbows, and he just found the right way to hook his leg in and do a nice reversal, grab that leg, put him in the knee bar. Pretty sick. I thought it was good, especially against somebody like Clay Guida, who is a vet, and he knows how to stay away from shit like that. But apparently this one was fast, because it, it looks like it's sped up in this video. But I'm pretty sure that's how quick it was in real time because I remember watching this fight. So that one was pretty dope. I'm gonna watch it one more time because damn. Hell yeah, that was nice. Moving on. Phillips versus Rojo. This one was crazy because he, he, I, I don't remember what the lead up was, but uh, Phillips was had him in this triangle then threw him in an arm bar and flipped him and dropped him on his head so if that's not in the top submissions of the year i don't know what the fuck is it was pretty sick though look at this triangle arm bar bam on his head quick quick submission nasty from all angles that's his f2 <laughs> yeah that shit was quick so, and then, you know, he had the back or backflip attempt. He played it off pretty well there, if you notice. He didn't fully land it, but he did a nice little... <laughs> yeah, looked like Tiger Woods after he made a long putt. Pretty funny. Moving on, Nikita Krilov versus Paul Craig. Now, this is 
the lead up to the submission because as you can see Krilov is in the black shorts he's throwing down some heavy punches <laughs> I probably did fuck up his ankle on that backflip um yeah he's raining down some punches and it's looking like he's dominating Paul Craig's getting hit pretty flush in the chin but here we go raining down punches Paul Craig grabs an arm quickly throws that leg over the head puts him in a triangle oh shit it cuts off anyway he does tap to that triangle so I, I was kind of confused I'm like why did it change over but as you can see he puts him in that triangle and he and and uh Nikita Krilov does tap right after that so this is pretty sick submission as well just quick that's what I like when somebody's able to just find something and throw it in there fast and then get the sub quickly nothing like it it's exciting it's cool it's just like a quick knockout maybe it's not what you're looking for but like i said if you if you uh i feel like i got a hair hanging somewhere i keep seeing it and it's tickling my nose it's driving me crazy um but yeah if you appreciate all aspects of mma you will like a nice fast submission like this so i had to throw that in there now we got to move on to you know Something crazy. Makachev submitting um, Oliveira for the belt, which nobody saw that coming. I mean, I didn't think this is the way it was going to end. Oliveira is the Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's usually the one submitting people. And Makachev is a grappler. Um, he is a grinder. On You know, he'll put you on the ground and he'll make, you know, he'll punish you. But he showed off his jiu-jitsu here. Put it inside control with that Darce choke and tapped out Oliveira quick. I mean, I didn't think Oliveira would have tapped out that fast, especially knowing his belt is on the line. But that's what Makachev did. And he fucking made an example of him saying, hey, my ground game is nothing to be fucked with. And Makachev has hands too. So as you can see, he knocked down Oliveira. Oliveira takes a lot of hits though. So that doesn't say much right here. He usually gets hit, and he usually gets hit pretty flush and, and goes down, but he always comes back. And unfortunately, this time he lost his belt. So being that it was a championship fight where the belt changed hands, I had to throw this one, you know, further up in the line of submissions. Nothing spectacular, but the fact that it was against Oliveira for his belt and the fact that he's a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner, for him to get uh, submitted that way... You know, it's pretty notable, in my opinion, at least. Now we move on. Last two here. Top two. I mean, I didn't put them in any particular order, like I said. But I did save the best ones for last. And it's a lot of the storyline, as you can see right here. Gaethje versus Oliveira again. This was a title fight as well. And Oliveira, like I said, gets hit a lot. Gets knocked down. And Gaethje's no joke. He's got heavy hands and he's always landing on people. So, and he puts people down all the time. Now, as you can see, he didn't want to have nothing to do with that ground game. He said, get the fuck up. I just knocked you down. Now you get up so I can knock you down again. And that's how about how it went in round one. But then, Oliveira came back, landing some punches of his own. 
knocking down Gaethje himself. So, you know, the champ showing why he's a champ doing champ shit. Look at that. I mean, Gaethje gets hit a lot, too. If you know who Gaethje is and have seen his fights, he gets hit a lot, too. And he gets knocked... Well, I wouldn't say he gets knocked down a lot, but he definitely takes a lot of damage, always. Oliveira went from that punch, and then Gaethje trying to get those leg kicks in. He gets dropped. Oliveira right away to the back, puts the hooks in. It's a little high, but he's trying to, you know, get into position to get that choke. Look how fast he gets on his back. That's insane. So this was the setup, and here's the sub. Look, he's got him kind of in a triangle. Transitions. Gaethje's fighting it. Puts him in that choke. Look how deep it is. Look how deep it is. Holy fuck. Gaethje tried getting that hand out, but he couldn't. Oliveira got it in deeper. I mean, that's just fast. And then how quickly he gets his hand under his chin and around that neck. Gaethje pulls the arm off. He puts it right back. He would have gone to sleep in like two seconds if he wouldn't have tapped. So that one was exciting. That was a great fight. Uh, I hate seeing Gaethje lose because I like him, but I do like Oliveira as well. And he retained his belt. It was an exciting fight. Uh, but yeah. So here we go. Last but not least, and I got a couple different things to show you here because obviously it was another change of hands with the belt. We got Glover Teixeira just ground and pounding Yuri Prohaska in the first round of their fight. So it's looking like Glover's doing what he what he did to win that belt, which is, you know, putting those hands on people, ground and pounding them out. He's in full mount dropping bombs. So it didn't look good for Yuri in the first round. Um, the rest of the fight was kind of back and forth. We get to the fourth round. Yuri's doing some ground and pound of his own. He's still standing. He's not in full. Uh, he's not in uh, full mount, but he's standing up, dropping bombs on Glover. Every other one's catching, but it's not looking good for Glover at this time. And yeah, so then we start wondering what the fuck's going on because Yuri's kind of getting the best of him here and there. Glover's a little bloodied up. Now, this was Glover's first uh, uh, title defense, so that kind of sucked. Because, you know, he does get beat up a lot, too. He's one of those guys as well. But uh, I wasn't expecting this. Yuri is a one of those kind of weird kind of fighters that, you know, it, you never know what you're going to get from him. But he's a beast. So then it moved. to uh, This video kind of sucks. I don't know why it came out this way. But what you see here is pretty fucking great. Yuri is on the bottom. Glover's on top. Looks like he's wanting to throw some shit down. But he's in full mount. And Yuri just finds his way and gets the leverage off the, off the fence and reverses him. Winds up on top. And then on his back. Starts throwing punches right away. And then, unfortunately, this is what wound up happening. Look how deep that is. Nasty rear naked choke. Yuri's just moving him around waiting for him to tap and unfortunately Glover tapped and lost his belt so yeah so those two fights man uh title fights uh actually the last three were title fights two of those belts changing hands at the and then while Oliveira's was because he was still the champ at the moment so uh yeah but those that was 
that was it for the submissions of 2022. You know, there was other ones as well, but I, you know, I couldn't put like 35 of them on here. <laughs> These were the ones I thought were the best. These were the ones I watched in real time. And, you know, I think these were kind of the ones that were on everyone else's list too, but they're undeniable. And that's why, you know, I went ahead and put these together. And it's kind of hard to deny something like Clover, who is usually the one getting those submissions in, like he did against Jan Blakowicz to win the belt. He's usually the one submitting and then he gets submitted to lose his belt, which sucked. So, and then, you know, they were supposed to have the rematch, but Yuri got a... Uh, which is actually next month's, uh, the first UFC of the year. It was supposed to be a rematch of this fight. Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira for the light heavyweight belt. But Yuri got hurt, tore his shoulder pretty badly, and uh, he relinquished the belt. I think he got some pressure from the UFC. That's why he went ahead and just gave up the belt. I'm not sure that he really had a choice from what it sounds like. But either way, uh, and then Glover was offered... Um, uh, Magomed Ankalaev. No, that wasn't supposed. This was supposed to be last month's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's earlier this month was supposed to be this fight. That's what happened. So then they got moved around. Blakowicz versus Ankalaev. Uh, wound up being the draw. That's the fight we watched live, uh, on the show, and wound up in the split draw, where we were losing our minds. Um. But yeah, that's because it was supposed to be this fight and it didn't happen because Yuri got hurt. So then they tried to make it for Brazil uh, this upcoming month and it's not happening there either. Glover is uh, fighting. No, who the hell's fighting? No, it is Glover. Glover is fighting Kamal Hill, I think. Fuck, man, I'm lost now. Too much. It's ended. It's near the end of the show. I got too much ahead. Either way, I think it is Jamal Hill. Uh, no, I know it's Jamal Hill. I just can't remember exactly who he's fighting. I think he is fighting Glover, though. So, either way, I'll stop rambling about that shit. So, there you go. Best subs of 2022. Unfortunately, we had the loss of Stefan Bonner. Um, fuck Sean Strickland. I'm going to say it like every every time. Because I hate that motherfucker. He's a douche. Um, what else we got? It's the last show of the year, uh, episode 21. I'll take this time right now to say I appreciate everybody that has supported me. Thank you guys in the chat, DJ Magics, DJ Tommy. I appreciate you guys for all your help, um, all your support. My brother Christo, he's always supporting me, and my sister Nina and my nieces, they're always watching and they're always supporting me. And I know you guys are watching right now, so this is for everybody. Thank you guys so much for supporting me, giving me your input, helping me out. Um, never, never, ever thought I'd be doing this. I never thought I'd be podcasting, much less doing my own podcast and being 21 episodes in. It's still in its infancy, but hey, we got this shit going. I mean, I'm already in a different room. I got a whole setup, and I'm happy about it. So I can always get better, and I'm always going to strive to be better. But for now, I'm pretty happy. Um, and, you know, I got big things in mind, like I said. So I'm hoping that everything comes through. And I'm hoping that I can keep this going. Uh, I, I've been here every week since I started. 
including on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, you know, I, I that's I'm just gonna try to keep it consistent. I'm not saying I'll never I'll never miss one, but you know, I try my best to uh to make sure I don't miss one. And it, and if I can't make it live, then I'll just pre-record it and I'll throw it out there same time, uh, same day. As long as it's possible for me to do it, I will do it. So uh my my goal though is to keep it live and keep it going every single week. Thanks, Magics. Cheers. And uh yeah, it's fun and it and it's it's a passion of mine now. So and it goes right along with everything else. Like I said, I've been passionate about MMA and watching all the fights and every and following everything for a long time now. So it only makes sense. <laughs> and I, I like I said, I never saw myself doing it, so it's kind of crazy to me to be 21 episodes in. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Hey, New Year's Day, I do have the next day off. So yeah, we can get lit that night for sure. You better keep your word though. Hey, Magix has been making drinks on 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 every podcast though, so I, I think I believe him. I think Tommy needs to or hungover. <laughs> um yeah, no ties, no fucking ties on anything. But uh I think Tommy needs to break out the mad dog again or something like it. I think we need to convince him of that. We all know Michael. We all know Michael join in. As long as he's not too scared from how hungover he was last time. <laughs> um uh yeah, I think that's it. I mean, unless the boys in the chat got anything else for me. Any more questions? Any anything else to add? Or shit talking. I'll wait a minute because I know they're not gonna hear that for a second. Yes. Yes. Yes to Tommy getting lit or yes to you got something else for me. Where's Lance, by the way? What the fuck, Lance? You were supposed to be in here. <laughs> Lance is a guy who's been commenting in our chat uh, the past few episodes. And surprisingly, he's he keeps coming back. So apparently he likes our show. Uh but yeah, he said he said he subscribed, so maybe he's busy tonight. <laughs> maybe he doesn't like MMA that much. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate everybody for being here. Thanks for watching, and thanks for all the support. Craziest takedown or knockout review? I could do that next week. I don't know, though. That's subjective. You know what I mean? Like, it could be the craziest one to me, but it might not be the craziest one to you. How about you do some fucking homework and you find something that's crazy and show it to me and then I'll, t I'll show you one that'll one-up it and then I'll throw some more in there. We could do that. Or you could just come on the fucking show, Magix. God damn it. You were talking about it last night. Maybe you should just come on the show and we'll go over it together. How about that? Stop being a bitch. <laughs> I don't know why Magic doesn't like MMA or he's not that interested in it he, so that's why he hasn't been on the show if you've noticed I had Crystal on I had Tommy on um, I haven't had Mike on because he, he was kind of reluctant to like didn't seem too interested all my shit is on Worldstar hey 
bring your best world star fights and we'll 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 break them down and we'll go over them <laughs> and and then we'll watch some real fights because <laughs> you know these it's just a bunch of hair pulling and eye gouging in 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 world star <laughs> tiktoks they're going they start fighting and then they wind up dancing so what kind of fucking fight is that uh anyway mike d if mike d wants to come on one day i know he's into mma a bit he was he was uh he was having fun watching the fights that night. But, you know, I don't like to pressure anybody. If you if people want to come on and hang out, you know, you don't have to know a lot about MMA. I'm always going to have stuff prepared to talk about, whether someone's on or not. And I'm always going to have visuals. So all you got to do is chime in, you know, uh, ask questions whenever you're like, oh, yeah, what about this or what about that? Oh, since you're going over this. I'd like to know about that. You know what I mean? So you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to sound like an expert either. It's not necessary. It's actually worse when you try to sound like an expert when you're not. You know, just come in and have fun and talk shit with me. I mean, maybe you could ask me why I don't like Sean Strickland so much. Besides the fact that I think he's a douchebag. Um, <laughs> just keep going back to it. Anyway, I drug it out long enough. Magics, thank you. Tommy, thank you for supporting and being in the chat and keeping it going. Happy fucking New Year, everybody. Uh, I'll see you next week. We'll already be into the New Year and already have celebrated. But I'll say it again then. Happy New Year. And yeah, come back next year. We'll have a lot more to go. I'm not going to let it go. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, gonna have a lot of good things coming, make it a full year of episodes, see what number we're on by the end of the year at this time next year. And yeah, that's about it. So I should get ready here because Tommy does the same thing. We forget that you got to hit multiple buttons to stop streaming <laughs> or multiple buttons to get the end or the end screen going. It's always a chore. One of these days, though, I'm going to have it down to the point where I won't even have to say nothing because it'll just be second nature. Bam. 21 episodes. Things change all the time. Maybe by about 35, 40, it won't change as much and just be flowing. Cheers. Happy New Year. Thank you, everybody. See you next year. Dad joke. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> See you next week. All right. Peace.